You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now instead of staying stuck in wishing and hoping and dreaming it was different? That is the question. And if you haven't taken our free course yet, Unburdened, Finding Balance, Living Alongside Autism, make sure you click the link in the show notes. It's www.notyouraverageautismmom.com forward slash free course and get registered. My name is Shannon Urquiola and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. And in this free course, I teach you things that I learned along the way that changed my life. And I live this autism parenting journey day in and day out, just like you. All right, stay with me and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 128, Hold That Thought, Easier Said Than Done. Before I get started, I wanted to let you know to be sure to check out our community collectives on Facebook, where we're doing live interviews with other professionals in the autism world who might benefit you along your journey. You know, if you've been with me a long time, you know that I don't have guests on our podcast, and that's just a personal decision that I made a long time ago that it wasn't something that I wanted to do. And the main reason is because so many other podcasts do this. And I didn't want to just fall in line because, well, that's just not what I typically like to do. But that being said, collaborating with other professionals in the autism world is important. And sharing information that will help you is important to me. So for that reason, we created community collectives where we're going to be collaborating with other professionals and those are going to be scheduled where we will go live on our public Not Your Average Autism Mom Facebook page. So don't miss those. And in case you don't follow us on Facebook yet, I have included the link to our Facebook page in the show notes. And when you get to our page be sure to click the menu button on that page, which that's the three dots, right? They call that the hamburger menu. Um, It might be like three dashes. And depending on the version of Facebook that you have, you will either see add to favorites or something like see all posts. But I just want to remind you to do that because when you like or follow a page, a lot of times pages just go away. You don't even know that you follow them. They don't automatically show up in your feed. So if you do this on the menu, it'll make sure that you don't miss our announcements because we have some incredible guests who are going to be joining us for our community collectives over the coming months. And I want to make sure that you get to see all of them. So again, follow us on Facebook, Make sure you um, add us to your favorites or you make sure that you want to see all posts in the menu on our Facebook page. Well, hello there, my friends. 
Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. And I will tell you that this topic is one that we are constantly working on in our home and consistently for a very long period of time, day in and day out. And while we have seen improvements, we haven't mastered it. And Jordan hasn't mastered it. (laughs) So onward we go, continuing to do many of the things that I'm going to be sharing with you today. Today is all about interrupting conversations. And I want to talk about some of the reasons why our kids do it, why it seems more difficult for them than it does for their typical peers, and most importantly, how you can help them develop this skill. The truth is interrupting isn't just rude, and they are not purposely being rude. They're simply trying to get their question answered or their thought included. But the problem is that it is usually off-putting to interrupt, resulting in their question or thought not even being considered by other people in the conversation. So it's really, it's just a skill that we should all be working on with our children. So think about it. Most of our kids are impulsive, right? They likely struggle to find and keep boundaries in many areas of their daily lives. Maybe they even talk and you wonder if they're ever going to stop talking incessantly about the new 3D engine that NASA is using for their launches. And honestly, you may could care less, yet they just keep telling you over and over and over again. Have you been there? Yeah, me too, more times than I can count. Unfortunately, our children are constantly thinking about their interest. And they don't even understand that for us neurotypical people, this isn't the case. For them, listening isn't something that comes easy. It's difficult for them to concentrate on something other than what they are interested in. So they'll often interrupt a conversation to share random facts they know that may not even pertain to the topic of a conversation. You know, maybe they're going to interrupt to tell me a fact about the Space Needle if we're talking about a nice restaurant in Seattle. Because they heard Seattle, Space Needle clicked, and they needed to share the fact. I want you to know that you're not alone. Many parents feel like they're constantly reminding their child to not interrupt in the middle of a conversation. That's me. I am one of those parents. Our kids struggle to figure out entry points into a conversation. And interestingly enough, one of the main reasons that our kids struggle is because they don't understand how to read other people's body language. And often they're not even actively engaged with the person speaking. They might literally just be joining in from the other side of the room. So they don't automatically pick up on those nonverbal cues and they don't recognize when someone has finished speaking and they could join in. 
Scientists also believe that their lower levels of dopamine lead them to having difficulty controlling their impulses, which leads them to act or talk before thinking. And they don't always realize that they're interrupting or that it isn't okay. The concept of waiting is very hard for our kids, but there are ways to practice. And, you know, last week on the podcast, I talked about working memory and that also come, I think it was last week, but that also comes into play in interrupting for our kids because they are literally trying to say what they're thinking before they forget So punishing them for this, I don't think is the answer, but it doesn't mean that you don't still want to work on teaching them why it's important in social settings for them not to interrupt and to work with them on strategies that they can use to wait their turn. Social rules don't come naturally to them. And even though they may want to follow them, some situations make it difficult for them. I've spoken to some autistic adults who have shared with me that they struggle sometimes because while our dopamine comes from being social and interacting with others, their motivation is different because their dopamine comes from talking about their own personal interest, not from the social interaction itself. Another thing that I learned too was that to them, everything seems urgent, right? It's urgent for them to get it out. And I think a lot of that has to do with their lack of working memory, right? They need to get it out before they forget it. When something is being talked about, it triggers a thought for them. And their lack of impulse control and need to share takes over. So turn-taking can be frustrating for our kids because many times when they they are trying so hard to patiently wait, they're often talking to themselves to help them not interrupt. And when they're doing that, they can't even listen to the conversation. And it's just exhausting for them, which honestly is one of the reasons I think many of our kids, they don't want to engage in social activities because it can be so exhausting for them, trying to do the right things, trying to remember all of the things that they've learned in different settings. Many of us start with trying to teach our kids that using excuse me when joining in a conversation is appropriate. And here's what I can tell you about that, because we made that mistake here. And of course, Jordan is a creature of habit. And what I realized was that I had reinforced his interrupting behaviors by simply adding, excuse me. And so all of a sudden he thought it was okay as long as he always said, excuse me. And that was about a six month regression that we had to work through. So be careful with that because what he heard was, Anytime you have something to say, just say, excuse me first, and it's all okay. And so while I thought that I was teaching him to use excuse me, I thought that was a step in the right direction. We quickly learned that he took it as, 
when he wants our attention, he only has to say, excuse me, instead of him learning that he needs to wait until we've stopped talking to get his needs met. So what I want to do today is I want to share with you, I'm going to share with you a three-step technique that I actually learned from Michelle Garcia years ago with social thinking um, for stop interrupting. And I have seen it work very successfully. We haven't been super successful in our house, but we continue to do it on a regular basis. So the first thing, when they interrupt, do not look at them. Instead, what she says is put your palm towards them because this is a nonverbal visual cue. And our kids often respond well to nonverbal cues when we're consistent. So I want you to think about, you know, talk to the hand. That's what you're doing. But it's important that you don't look at them, that you continue to look at the person that you're talking to and you don't look at your child. You don't turn your body towards them. You keep your body focused on the person that you're listening to. And you just put your hand up towards them. And then the next thing you can do is you can say, I'm looking at Madison Jordan. I'm talking to Madison. I'm not talking to anyone else right now. And again, you are not looking at them. Because if you look at them and allow them an opportunity to speak, it allows for a potential, you know, the potential for an exchange of words. And we don't want to enforce that. So it's really important that you keep engaged in your conversation and don't repeat yourself because you don't want to model interrupting even in your own conversation. So you can keep your hand raised the entire time so they see the visual, but don't give in to the urge to say something to them besides, I'm talking to Madison. Even if they get louder and repeat themselves, because when you do that, if you allow yourself to have that word exchange with them, while it might be a short-term solution, it's only going to lead to more interruptions in the future. And lastly, only after your conversation is over, you can turn towards them, look at them and say, now I'm looking at you and we can talk. And I think it would be good to leave you with this. I want you to always remember our children's behavior is rarely, if ever, socially motivated. And it generally has nothing to do with anyone or anything outside of themselves. And if you can remember that in difficult moments, when you just can't understand why they do what they do, it just might be helpful. Our children will develop some things naturally over time on their own timeline. And other things like this, like interrupting and the nuances in conversations need to be practiced over and over again for them to really master the skill, which for them may never be 100%. And I mean, honestly, we're all guilty of interrupting now and then, right? So 100% I don't think is attainable for any of us. So just keep going. 
just keep practicing. And over time, you will begin to see improvements. Don't get discouraged. Be willing to be consistent. And just remember, they are on their own timeline, not yours. All right, my friends, until next week, have a great week. And remember, above all, you, mama, are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, I want to ask you to take a minute and write a review. That's how we reach more moms just like us. And that is how you can pay it forward to help another mom who might be struggling right now. I also want to invite you to check out our Not Your Average Autism Mom membership. That's where we dive deeper into all the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day. When you become Not Your Average Autism Mom, you take on an identity with an incredible community of women across the globe, all raising autistic children, who all show up to show the world they are not your average autism mom. It's my favorite place to be. So head on over to the website, www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to find out all the details. And listen, if we're not open for new members right now, make sure you join the wait list so you're the first to know when we open. We hope you do. We would love to work with you inside.